rolling. We're live. We're live. Hello and welcome to the Battle Fan Podcast, episode number 11. My name is Paul, and as always, I'm here with Jerry. What's up? Happy New Year. Happy 2020 to you and to yours. That's right. 2020, that's the year of the XFL. They've been saying it forever. It's coming back in 2020, and now it's here. We're in the year that the XFL is starting back up again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I guess. Every 20 years. So if this fails, is is Shane going to resurrect this in 2040? Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I think that's the plan. <laughs> Every 20 years. I think it's going to last more than a year. I think we'll be good. But we are one month away. Today, as of this recording, it's January 8th. In exactly one month, we'll have XFL football to watch. We'll be talking. We'll do it. We'll be doing a post-game analysis. Yeah, or something. Or a live stream or something. Yeah, there'll be podcast galore. No, we won't be there. The first game's in... I forgot uh, already. It's a DC, isn't it? DC. I don't know. Yeah. And then... But our first game for the Battlehawks right. will be in Dallas. So That's what is, I mean. The first... Yeah. Okay, yeah. So the first Battlehawks game is in Dallas. And actually, let's talk about that real quick. Uh Dallas news, uh, Landry Jones, their quarterback, he was the, the big first signing of the XFL. I can't wait to see him on day one. Well, there's a chance that might not happen. Why not? What happened to him? The dude got hurt. Oh. He busted up his knee somehow on, in training man. camp. You're the star. Yeah, so he's supposed to be out four to six weeks, so there's a chance he'll play the first game, but it's not looking likely. Hmm. So I guess it's I think it's bad news for the XFL, but it might be good news for the Battlehawks because we don't have to play them at their best. Possibly. So this hey, take advantage of the opportunity. Any chance you know who their backup is? I don't know. I couldn't tell you off the top yeah. of my head. But apparently they only have one backup and they gotta go out and find some more quarterbacks. Hmm. Hope they don't steal Brogan. No, they won't steal your boy Brogan. <laughs> I hope there's a quarterback controversy. In here? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. We have like three solid quarterbacks. Yeah. I could see that because I guess Jordan Tamu has like, he's the, the te- most talented of the three. Everyone kind of agrees on that. But he's the youngest and most inexperienced. That's so, what yeah. I mean. Like, so they were the first one. He was the first one that they announced. But I guess it depends how training camp goes, right? Because yeah, he's, so. offic- he's not officially the starter. Right? Not officially, but yeah. So it's anyone's, probably any position is open to anybody at this point. It's kind of a weird situation because this is like a brand new team. There's no established players that are coming in. Everyone is like a rookie or everyone's like a free agent coming in. Everyone's a brand new player. Not only that, they have to learn all of the new rules Yes, that was just announced That's to the public. They probably true. knew... What do you think? Do you think they knew? They knew in advance, probably like way in advance. Maybe not the specifics, uh, but they've been releasing a lot of these. They've been talking about these for months. Yeah. So, but now it's official. So, well, what, should we talk about them? Yeah, let's just jump into them. All right. So, they released uh, on their website. They have a little video for each one of these, and they had a little description. So, which just, I love, by the way. Oh I yeah, I love the visual because I'm not a reader. <laughs> <laughs> I like the visual and the music and the sound effects. and They did a really good job with that. Yes. Like Everything they do, I'm just always impressed, like how much work and how much care they put into every little thing. I feel they're doing something right. They're, yeah. getting, they're getting my attention the right way. 
And I feel like I'm a di- digital media. I don't want to call myself an expert. We'll say specialist. Specialist. Yeah. You are special. I feel like they're (laughs) like they're doing they're they're doing it the right way for this day and age. Anyway, so let's do the the first rule that was on their list was the kickoff rule. I think out of all the rules, this one I'm most excited about because currently in the NFL, it's a it's a non-play. Right. It's a nothing play. Like imagine the very beginning of the game, everyone's excited. Like I remember as a kid watching football, like the kickoff was so exciting. Special sound effect. Yeah. Some of them like. People would be like, nothing. Touchback. Yeah. But like, imagine like, remember the greatest show on turf days that there could be a touchdown right now. Right. Like the excitement of that play, like everyone's hyped. And so I think that's back in the game. So what they did to do this and keep safety in mind is that I guess the kicker is going to kick off from their 25 yard line and he's going to have to pretty much hit a target between the 20 and the goal line because if he goes short, of the 20 line. He doesn't get it to the 20 yard line. It's um, they're going to bring the ball up to the 45 yard line of the uh, kicking team. Mm-hmm. So it's not 45 of the receiving team, 45 of the kicking team. Right. So that's a ridiculous penalty. Right. So don't do that. Right. If they go into the end zone, it's a 35 yard penalty. I think the same if it goes out of bounds. Uh, if it lands between the 20 and the, and the uh, goal line and then rolls into the end zone, then they bring it out to the 15. So that's, that's you know, that'd be a good thing to do. Yeah. Or what's more likely going to happen, they kick it and uh, the receiving team catches it. So you have one guy that's dedicated receiver. He'll catch it. As soon as he catches it, then everyone else can move because everyone else is lined up. They're lined up. They're lined they're up either on the on, Yeah, exactly. They're not right. So all the kicking team is lined up on the 35-yard line, and all the receiving team is all lined up on the 30-yard line. And none of them can move until – the guy receiving catches the ball. And so you don't get that full speed running all the way down the field, um, full speed contact. So you, you have the safety aspect, but you also, um, you're going to have returns. Like they're definitely incentivizing. This is a play. Something's going to happen. So what are they going to be? You begin like, the game. Just lined up like in, in what, do you, what do you call this stance? The three point stance? Are they just going to stand around? <laughs> just, are they going to be doing jumping jacks or push ups? Or? Yeah, I guess they could just kind of chill and hang out. Yeah. So I'm thinking they could even like make plays out of this. You know, like you could have like, like maybe half the guys on one side all of a sudden just like pull to the other side. We're going on the left side. I don't know what they can or do. It's going to be like a normal play where like you can't move. And if you move, it's a penalty. I wouldn't think so because that would stop. Yeah, I think you could probably like move. Like you can't, you're not totally still, but you just yeah. can't. I just think you can't like cross the line. Maybe there's like a zone you can stay within your five yard zone or something. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly. They didn't really go into that, but yeah, pretty much no move. The main thing is st- action's going to happen right away. First play of the game. I mean, there might, who knows, like they're going to be trying to figure these rules out. There's probably gonna be a lot of touchdowns that first. Yeah. That, at least that first week. Cause they're, as oh, they're yeah. trying to it's figure this out for them and for the players and the, the viewers that will be exciting yeah all right let's move on to the next rule because we got a lot to get to that was probably my favorite um this is the other big one that people have been talking about is the point after touchdown this is my favorite this is your favorite yeah. all right you want to talk about it no okay okay i mean yeah i mean yeah <laughs> but i'll explain no, i'm not it. gonna talk about it at all okay <laughs> all right, you sorry. explain it I'll, I'll, okay i'll explain it okay so they can have when you score a touchdown there's no uh PAT kick it. You try to get your point. Which nope, I no think, kicking. You think the kickers are pissed off about that? Um, I mean, they still got field goals. 
field goals are still there. But, and then yeah, they I also have the kickoff itself is like there's a lot more pressure on them because once you again, get it short of that 20, you're screwed. And once again, they're just taking away a pointless play, even though for some reason lately in the NFL, like the kickers have been missing a lot of PATs. Yeah. I well, guess they moved it back. They did I don't move know. it back. So it's been more exciting a little bit on the NFL because you never know who's going to shank it. But it's just one point either way, no matter what. So if you miss it, it's not the end. Yeah. You know, but yeah, this is exciting. Yeah. So I guess they're doing one point. They're going to take it from the two yard line to try to score. You get one point. If you go from the five yard line, you get two points if you make it. And crazy thing, if you go from the 10 yard line, you get three three points. points. Like basketball. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a three pointer. (laughs) I mean, think of it that way. Is that how far a three point line is? In basketball? Oh, I don't know. How many yards away is it? I thought it's not yards. Yeah, I guess it's probably feet. Feet. I think ten feet is a free throw. I they probably measure a metric know. or something. Yeah. <laughs> that that's that's cool. Yeah. Um, I think I wonder what the cause right now there's no odds on it. So you don't really know what the best option is. So I think different teams are going to try different strategies. Like, no, we always go for one because the odds are best. Like, no, I think two is always the Depends best. Depends on if, if if the offense is more uh, running game heavy. Yeah, and it could depend on your versus particular passing offense. versus wide receiver tight end options. You know, because if if your if your wide receiver tight end game strong, you know, you can start from the yeah ten. Yeah, if and you're more like, confident about that. We're just going to go for that three points. In. Yeah, that's exciting. If you think of like a team that only goes for one point, they can make all three, but it's like hard to make every single one versus uh, you go for three points every time. If you only make one of the three, you still have the same amount of points as the guy who went for one all three times that made it. So it might be the odds might work out better. I got the little bit of math. I did. I think, I think the two point makes the most sense because you get twice as many points as one. And I think it's, it's definitely more, more than half the percentages of the one out that math makes sense to you. But I think the odds are probably best around two. The only thing I'm upset about, because I was hoping they were going this way, I was hoping if like, okay, if you try like, you know, a six-pointer, if you miss it, you get like deducted points. Oh, that'd be interesting. Like negative point. I'm waiting for a sport to introduce negative points. Like when they're like, no lead Golf? is safe. Yeah. <laughs> like no lead is safe. Like what happens if you do something so boneheaded or so like you lose points? Yeah. That's what I was hoping they would they would introduce in the XFL, but. I mean, this rule is kind of out of all of them. I think this is the most gimmicky one. Like what yeah, you're talking, you're talking super gimmicky, losing points. But it's it, but it's it's fan I think, servicing. I think, I think it, you need a little bit of gimmickiness to yeah. get people talking. And so I think this three point from the ten yard line that kind of changes that. That kind of makes people like sit up and notice. Yeah. So we need a little bit of gimmicky. But I think it's it's not that gimmicky. But I feel like this is the not, most, not in a bad way. This is this is the rule that most people who are talking about this have talked about like, Oh yeah, I can't wait to see that. Or I can, Oh, that's exciting. Or Oh, that's, I haven't heard a lot of negative about that. Mm-hmm. About that one. Yeah. I've, I've heard only good things about that one. Only good things. So let's move on to the next one. Looks like they are trying to disincentivize punting. They want you to go for it. Mm-hmm. So the way this one works, there's no more punting it out of bounds or punting in the end zone. Cause if you do that, it's a penalty all the way up to 35 yard line so or if it goes out of bounds like be, before the 35 it's better they'll move it up there but for the most part if you kick it out of bounds you go in the end zone it's the 35 yard line and the other thing is that your gunners on the outside or pretty much anyone for that matter they can't uh, get off the line of scrimmage until um, the kicker punts the ball hmm. so that means um, 
they'll have it'll be longer for them to get down the field so um the receiving team will have more time to catch the ball and look around and start running that is not you don't have gunner in your face right away hmm. so which thinks it makes it safer um yeah and then you'll have more uh, returns as well so it's more fun and it's safer well that's one of the you know the most fun things to watch for even though it doesn't happen that often is the fake punts yeah it's like oh my god they did a fake punt even if it's you know it's not successful yeah i guess this kind of changes like how the f- most like surprising thing i guess yeah, this will change how it'll be harder to do fake punts because you can't have right. a run. Right, I just mean field. like they're trying to get rid of the senseless, mm. or not senseless, but the go-to yeah. punt. So They're trying to incentivize, yeah, more action on fourth down. Yeah, eh, it's like, oh, well, if we screw this up, they're going to be at the 35 anyway, so might as well try to right. go for it if you're kind of at midfield. Mm-hmm. And then they're also there's a good chance they're going to be return it further than what they normally would. So that's another incentive just, hey, let's just go for it. Right. Because we're not really gaining that much field possession by doing this or field position you could still see a lot of trick plays though because there's still the option yeah i still got the option you could still run it yeah yeah so there's no real change there so i'm sure you'll see some trick plays but maybe not as many as the one downside and oliver luck was talking in an interview uh they were talking about doing the halo rule with the five yards and they were testing it out and they realized that the players were having a really hard time with it Hmm. So they decided to scrap that whole rule. So it's it's kind of a good indication that they actually they were testing out these rules. Yeah. And, and they, they said something early and they realized it didn't work and they weren't afraid to be like, oh, we were wrong there. We're not going to do that rule. That is good. So, so they, they probably, the, the players there. and coaches have known about these for a while. Then. I think so. They've been testing At least the out. ideas of, mm-hmm. of them. I'm the sure concepts. Like in the mini camps and um, those. Uh, I want to hear what else got vetoed or well, <laughs> whatever else got rejected. Yeah, I'm sure there's other stuff that was vetoed. So let's move to the next one. Uh, the double forward pass. This one, yeah, it makes sense. But how I was often- getting excited at first because yeah. I thought there'd be no restrictions. Like if you throw it down the field, you can throw it again. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, this could be like blitz, NFL blitz. But there's still yeah, you got to be behind the line behind of the line of scrimmage. Yeah. But it can it can be forward, not lateral. Yeah, exactly. But as long as it's behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I think this might come up maybe like once a weekend between the games. I don't know. I just don't see this happening too often. Yeah. Or maybe like, what's that play where they, the running back runs in front of the, the quarterback wildcat. and they kind of, they, no, not the wildcat. Oh. The running back runs in front of the quarterback and he kind of shovels it to him. Oh. So it's considered a pass. Yeah. So they've been doing that play. So, um, so the uh, quarterback gets the stats for whatever he does. Yeah. But they could do that play and then I he could throw play. it. Yeah. What's that play called? My God. Uh, it's like a shovel pass or something. Yeah. There's a name for it. Yeah. Know. Something like that. But you could do that and Rain's then you could throw it. So you have a little right. option there. And also, like you do, kind of the the lateral pass, and then they pass it down. They've done that forever, but now you're not have to be so worried about oh, was it behind them or was yeah. it in front of them? It's just like he can throw it again either way, so it's not a big deal, right? So I think that won't come up too much. Not the most sad about the rule, but I'm not against it either. Yeah. So let's move on to the next one. This is another cool rule: the overtime. This is interesting. Yeah, I think. My my prediction is the NFL is gonna steal this within two three years. Yeah, like this, it's gonna happen. The first overtime game, fans are gonna get pumped about this and be like, "Why is the NFL not doing this?" Yeah. So what they're doing is they're gonna have a shootout, and they'll have, um, okay, the game ends in a tie. There's no 
coin toss and uh, oh you get the ball but if you score a touchdown then the game's over if you score a field goal then the other team the other gets a team chance. Never got the chance yeah so which just happened in the viking saints yeah. game and everyone's mad about they never got a chance so you're gonna avoid that whole situation in new orleans yeah <laughs> <laughs> poor new orleans but so you'll set up i think on the five yard line so is the other reason why i said you should go for two because they're probably gonna be practicing this five yard play a lot yeah. because it's the shootout. You set up at the five yard line and you try to score. And then the other teams, offense and defense, uh, or so the other, you switch offense and defense and the other team tries to score from the five yard line. And you do that on five rounds, shootout style. So after the five rounds, if we scored on four of them, you scored on three of them, we win the game. Or if you, we both scored maybe four of them, um, after the fifth, then it's sudden death. It's just uh, one round each. Whoever scores and one team doesn't, then the game is over. That's pretty cool. Even though. Even though what? I would have introduced. I mean, they, they mimic this from hockey. Yeah. But I would like for them to, to do it one step further, even though it would be before the shootout, would be just take away like half the players. Have it be just like three <laughs> on four on four. Four That'd on four with the quarterback. And just so it's just constant, just hike, throw, hike, throw. <laughs> Just nothing but launches. Yeah. But, you know, then you're, you know, it's just more more on the players. Yeah. But then it's still the same game you've been watching the whole time. Right. And it's the same thing you're always practicing. It's still the game of football. Just There's nothing more exciting way. than three-on-three three hockey, though. Yeah, it three is three exciting. Hockey is so much fun to watch. So that that would have been cool, but it's it's that's very gimmicky. I, yeah. I think kind of gimmicky, but, like, that's yeah. really the only thing football can do that's – like, because you got to get that score, unless you're doing punt or um, it's not, you're unless you're doing field goals. Yeah, you know, for immediate scores, that's kind of the only thing football can do mm-hmm. is the line up on the ten and yeah, line up on the five on the five. So you think it's gonna they're gonna switch ends or is it just gonna be on one end? I think the, on the in the video it was all on the same end. So I think you they're think gonna do it the same have end. to be because that's a lot of going. Yeah, yeah. Even though unless the defense, unless the the because it's not gonna be on the same. They could just have like both sides of the team. I think they'll keep doing it because they think of the referees, they got to run down each time. That's not going to yeah, happen. The refs <laughs> they need to be in shape anyway. They, they could cart them down or something. Get one of those gators out there. And They're going to have like pile the them up. Old rest, not old, but like rejected wrestlers be refs. <laughs> the cutoff, the cutoff <laughs> shirts. That'd be cut good. Off sleeves. Yeah. So I think this is a great rule. I, I'm just wondering how much this is going to happen because with the one, two and three point conversions, I think the scores are going to be kind of wonky. Yeah. I don't think this is going to happen very often. That's probably why it's going to happen at some point. Yeah. That's why I wouldn't mind if it it was just so out there and so extreme. Yeah. For lack of better terms, because it's like you said, it's rare. It's going to happen. So like when it does happen, it's like, oh, snap, we're going to get the crazy whatever. (laughs) But this is, I mean, this is is exciting in itself. This will be good. A sudden death football. Like we've never seen like sudden death football. Right. I don't know. Because hockey is exciting. But this is like a team shootout. Right. Instead of just like, oh, just put your star out there. Right. TJ Oshi tears it up. You know? Right. <laughs> so I think that's really cool. All right. Uh, here's some uh, the timing changes because they, they're all talking uh, less stall, more ball, what they keep saying. So they are doing – so NFL has a 40-second game clock. Um, XFL is going to do a 25-second game clock. So they're oh, knocking 15 seconds off. However – it's not really 15 seconds they're knocking off because the play clock doesn't start until uh, the official 
um, spots the ball. So they say that usually takes about seven seconds. So in reality, it's going to be more like 32, which is still shorter and faster, but um, it's not really 25. It's more like 32, but which will still... That you're speed talking up the game. It'll speed up the game. Yeah. Eight seconds is you start adding those up. That's gonna that's gonna move the game a lot faster. So there's that. Um, the other thing they did with the timing is uh, the comeback period, which this is the rule when they originally talked about it. I was not excited about it because it kind of took um, the strategy at the end of the game away from it. But I like what they did. They didn't go full out. That it just Originally, they were saying after every play, the clock stops. That's not mm. exactly what they're doing. If it's just like the regular, if it goes out of bounds, or if um, if you go out of bounds, or if it's an incomplete pass, the the uh, clock stops. However, if you uh, throw it or run it and it goes, um, it's a complete pass and it stays, stays in bounds, um, they um, will stop. Or hold on a second, am I doing this right? Uh, I didn't hear about this. I don't. The, the game clock will be stopped right away. So they stop it right away um, until they place the ball, and then five seconds of the game clock goes off. So then after that, after they place the ball, five seconds go off, and then the clock starts running again. So if mm-hmm. you're trying to kill time, you wait for them to place the ball, wait for the five seconds, and then you have 20 seconds that you can try to kill time because there's still 20 seconds left on the game clock. So if you're trying to kill time, you could try to stay in bounds, um, the ball's down. They spot it. You wait seconds. Then you can, mm. you can, you can kill twenty seconds off the clock at that point. In NFL, if you run the ball, you got forty seconds that you can kill. So it's like you're killing half the time of what the NFL is doing. So they kind of <laughs> met in the middle. Unless you're, unless you're Tennessee. Did you see that? <laughs> uh-huh. or hear about that? I missed that. That uh, that's how that's how, that's what helped them beat the Patriots. They he he milked the coach milked like a minute off the clock because it was. Oh man, there's, it was a it was a big scenario because it was like fourth down and they kept taking penalties. Uh-huh. And there was like a rule, and it was before it was like right before the five minute rule. So after it's, if it's under five minutes, you can't end on a um, delay of game on a on a fourth down. Anyway, it was a long okay. story, but that's pretty much he milked like a minute off the clock oh, because that. like between six minutes and five minutes at the end of the game. Yeah. So pretty much the way this is set up is that you can milk twenty seconds per play if you want to. And so, like the NFL, it's forty seconds. It's twenty seconds. So it's it's harder to milk the clock. Hmm. So I guess that's why it's a comeback period because you get a better chance. And then if you're you're trying to save time, you're trying to drive down the field, and you don't have much time left. You can throw it down the middle of the field, and you got the time for them to spot the ball. And then you have five seconds where the 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 clock has stopped. Hmm. So there's no you can rush down and spike it or whatever. Like you still you have a little bit of a buffer there. So you can you have more options to play in the middle of the field at the end of the game because you're not going to run off as much time as you would normally in the NFL. So I think pretty cool. I think they did a good job with this rule that they kind of they kind of met in the middle where they didn't mm-hmm. make it because there's sometimes at the end of the game it's like oh there's two minutes left and they got the ball and they got a first down and the game's over they right. have no timeouts left it's not a big deal so you got to do a little bit more than that so I think they met in the middle and they did a good job with that. Uh, they said the clock's going to be running. Um, throughout the game, so it doesn't matter if it goes out of bounds or anything. I think the clock is running, which no one really pays attention to anyway uh, during an NFL game that when they stop the clock or run the clock. I guess in the XFL, it's just always going to be running. Just uh, I think they want quicker games, Yeah, and I guess the game's going to be moving pretty quick anyway. So uh, The other rule they got is instead of three timeouts, they're only doing two timeouts, 
Mm. So just less stall, more ball, not as many timeouts. So that's that. Did they talk about challenges? They did talk about uh, challenges. That's actually the next one, the replay rulings. Oh, read your mind. There is no, no red flags. Coaches don't have nothing. They can't challenge anything. Hmm. There is no challenge whatsoever. However, there's uh, a guy in the sky, a ref that's kind of watching. It's that Vince. Yeah, Vince. <laughs> this is bad for ratings. <laughs> I want to be in control of all this. So this isn't New York. This is Vince. So Vince. Connecticut or Vince. wherever Raw is. That's where I am. <laughs> so he's in the, in the booth watching, and he decides that that's a bad call. I don't know. I think. I didn't go on the specifics, but I think they have like up to 60 seconds or something like that to overturn something like they don't have any after six seconds. It's locked in. It's that's not, good. That's yeah. going to be the new rule that yeah. every team's going to st- like should steal. Yeah, it's a, you get especially baseball. Yeah, it's like, My oh, God. we got we got to review this. We got to look at it. It's like, well, you got 60 seconds to figure out what you're doing. Granted, it's not like the, you know, the umps and the referees on the field. It's yeah, whoever it's, their communications mm-hmm. are. I, I get that. But if. It doesn't matter the scenario. If you can't if, figure if you it out, sixty seconds or whatever it is, yeah, sixty seconds. If there's if there's bad, uh, yeah, technical. Te- okay, doesn't matter. Call stands. That's what it should be. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Because if it's not so obvious that you can't figure it out within sixty seconds, just leave it as Unless a play it's like on the, the field. World Series or Super Bowl. Yeah, but you know. if you can't figure it out within sixty seconds, like just let it be. Yeah, yeah. If it takes that much uh, dissecting, that's too much. So I think all the reviews are going to be done in the booth. And they have certain rules on what can and can't, but then they made exceptions to those rules. So I think it's just if they really screw something up, they can overturn it. Mm. So I think we'll we'll see how that goes in practice, how it does. So I'm excited to see that. Um, let's see. And then they have the five common sense rules. Oh boy. Um, they have uh, one foot catch in bounds. Ball. Catch the ball one foot. Uh, one foot in bounds instead of two feet in bounds. Um, really? Yeah. You only need one foot. Only one foot. You don't have to touch two feet. You only need one. I think that's how college is. Okay. So I think it's the same as the college rules. And I think it kind of, it's safer that way too, because instead of. Yeah. Because if you fully commit with the two feet, like you're just, yeah, I mean, I don't know how many injuries you really see. You're pancaking on the ground. Because every receiver does it. And you don't see a lot of injuries from that. Mm -hmm. So you can have one foot inbound and one foot to kind of brace yourself. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I think it it puts the advantage on the offense. I mean, you're really changing the game though. Yeah. That way, not huge in a huge way, but it is. I mean, how many times do you see that though? Receivers oh, you're are right. constantly doing the toe drag. Yeah, I guess you're right. That does happen a lot more a than lot. you think. This will be a lot more completions, which I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about that rule. I think that makes sense. It's safer and more completions. Um, they said they're gonna have a dedicated ball uh, spotting official. So one guy on the field, his sole job is to figure out where the ball went down or where it went out of bounds, and he's got to run and spot the ball. That's all he does. Hmm. So you don't have to – the guys worrying about looking for penalties or all the other things they do. He's just there watching the ball, which I guess he'd have to be in pretty good shape. Yeah. He's doing a lot of running. Yeah. So maybe that to get one of your uh, littler wrestlers, in-shape wrestlers, <laughs> to do that with the cutoff tee. Yeah, conquistadors. <laughs> Perfect. Um, the other one they're doing communication in the helmets, like right now in the NFL, I think only the quarterbacks have, um, like an earpiece uh-huh. in their helmets. I think they're going to let all the skill position players, um, on the offense that they'll all have communication in their helmet. They haven't like put the official 
on what it's actually going to be, but I think it makes sense with the faster game clock that instead of having to huddle up, it takes up a lot of time. So they're all hearing the same thing? Yeah, they're all hearing the same thing. They, they come back. So the receiver runs down the field, and it's like, oh, uh, it's incomplete pass or whatever. Got to get back to the line of scrimmage. He doesn't have to go back to the huddle. He just has to go, oh, he's hearing the play as he's walking back. So he can just get a line up. So it just speeds the game up. Yeah. So I think that'll be. I wonder if they can do kind of innovative with that and be like, I don't know. It's like, turn around, turn around right now. Right. <laughs> you know, if they can do some of that kind of stuff. That'd be cheating. But I think um, like the broadcasters get access to this stuff. Oh. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to, I'm sure like, uh, yeah. So fans will get to hear what they're saying. I don't know if there's like... What about the other team, though? Yeah, I guess everyone has exit. I don't know. I'm not sure exactly how that's going to work. As far as like cracking down on that in terms of like Bluetooth headsets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like someone got busted. At least I saw a headline. Someone got busted for wearing a Bluetooth headset on the other team, and they were claiming that they were hearing something. Yeah, I don't know. But maybe it's so quick that they, will they have time to react? I don't know. We don't care. Just steal it. <laughs> yeah. They like he likes steal more the plays. Access. We don't care. It makes for a better game. Yeah. We don't care about cheating. <laughs> I guess they got to get more cryptic with how they say stuff. Maybe. Yeah. Like okay, it's like a code. like signs like in yeah, baseball. Exactly. That okay. He said this weird jargon, and I guess everyone on the team knows what how to decode it. Hmm. Oh, that'd be interesting. Uh, this one's a more complicated rule, the uh, illegal man downfield. So I guess the way football works, uh, you have seven men on the line of scrimmage. The inside five cannot go on a pass play, cannot be downfield. So that's just kind of the rule. If they go downfield, like if they were like blocking someone, they block them so much that they push them downfield, they go beyond the line of scrimmage. I think in NFL, it's a yard. They uh, are illegal man downfield, and it's a penalty. They're pushing that to three yards downfield so they can kind of block and push a little bit. I think this where this comes into play is that when you're trying to um, like a, like a play action or something where you're uh, you're faking the run and then you end up passing because the linemen on a running play, they're going to try to push forward as much as they can mm-hmm. versus a passing play. They're going to be, they're trying to block right. the, the rush. So that's, they can usually the lineman can kind of tell, is this a rush play or is this a running play or a passing play based on how the linemen are acting? But they can kind of hide it a little better because they have that three yard Actually, buffer where they yards, can yeah. they can act like it's a running play and kind of fool the defense a little bit. And maybe just it's less likely that this penalty will happen this way, and so it's just less penalties, less stall, more, more ball. ball. That's right. And the last rule they put on here was uh, the halftime is only ten minutes long. That's quick. Well. So less not going to be a lot of halftime entertainment then. No. Yeah, there's no uh, dog uh, catching the frisbee on the field They're or not gonna run a wrestling ring. Yeah, wrestling ring. <laughs> no, none of that stuff. So I think it's real quick. Get a little potty break Man, and come so back out. These games going to be like an hour and a half long. Yeah, they're going to be really quick. And they even uh, oh the other thing that they were talking they didn't put in the official rules, but they're talking about the coin toss. They're going to do that like. 40 minutes before the game, I guess the coach will have a meeting beforehand or something, and they'll just determine that stuff uh, before the game so it's not going to be televised or fans mm. won't see it. They'll just kind of like you show up and be like, well, Battlehawks are getting the ball first, and the Renegades are going that direction. That's interesting. And it'll just be known before even the game starts. Hmm. So that is the new rules of the XFL. It's exciting. I think they're I think they did a really good job with this. Yeah. 
Like I'm excited about all these worlds, especially to see the it. kickoff, the shootout at the end. I mean, it might be a complete crap show the first game or two. Yeah, but who cares? I we're all we're all in on the experiment. Yeah, it is an experiment, and sounds like uh, someone asked Andrew Luck if he was uh, if they would like halfway through the season if they would change something. He seemed like he's pretty set on these are the rules. Andrew for this. Luck, or did I say Andrew? Yeah, Oliver Luck. No, no, not me. <laughs> yeah, Oliver Luck. His daddy. So they they're gonna stick to these rules throughout the season, and maybe after the season they'll. Um, I guess readjust and probably make some changes if they have to based on a full season, but they're not going to change anything halfway through. He said the only exception if there was something like that uh, concern like player safety. Right. But I, I just don't – I don't really see anything like that happening. So like, this is the rule. So this is XFL 2020. This is what we're doing. I'm excited to see it. So let's get into some other news. News and notes. News and notes. Uh, first thing I got is about uh, Doug Meacham. He's the offensive coordinator for the Battle Hawks. It's Meacham. Wasn't that a... He's it. Was it a... Uh, Meacham. <laughs> uh, House of Cards, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah. Meacham. No, no, no. He wasn't... See, not, not Doug. No, but it's, it's so it's like... Who's the other... Who was Meacham? Was it... Is it... Because there's a Doug and there's also a Meacham in oh, House man. of Cards. We have to look that up. Who is Meacham? I don't know. One of the bodyguards, right? Is that what it was? Maybe it was. Because he said all the time, Meacham. Yeah. <laughs> so the two, anyway. two names from House of Cards are yeah. offensive coordinator. I've never heard that name before. <laughs> and I said it again, like Meacham, House of Cards. Uh, he uh, apparently interviewed for the TCU position. Okay. I think... Um, Head coach or offense coordinator. I forget what the position was. Uh, but So there's rumors about this. However, he is at training camp right now. So nothing official. What The little bit I was reading, it, uh, it sounds like he interviewed, but he's he hasn't been hired or anything. But people mm. seem concerned that we're going to lose our offensive coordinator. And that would not be good for no. the Battle Hawks. If at this point in the game, when you're already a few days into training camp, you already had mini camp, a month away from the season starting to – Lose your offensive coordinator would not be good. No. So let's hope Doug Meacham sticks around. So as far as I can tell, he is, though. Hmm. Um, so they have training camp, like I was saying. Um, the The group of guys that are at training camp is not the exact same 70 guys that were at minicamp a month ago. So okay. there's there's been 10 players. I got most here. I could read them off, but that's okay. That's right, but... There are 10 new players. Maybe I'll post it on Twitter, the, the new players and the old players who, who got dropped and who got added. So there is some some turnover in, in the team. Okay. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And the same thing happened between the draft and minicamp as well. There was some some turnover of players there. Yeah. So that's interesting, but not, no, none of the big names that really got turned over. Uh, let's see. What else do I got here uh, as far as news-wise? Oh, um, I don't know if you remember back in... August, we got uh, the team logo and team name and all that. Yes. Remember? That was that was a good time. Two days after, I realized that there was a pie symbol in the Battlehawks name. You did. I did. I noticed that two days later. Posted it from the then, what was our name? STL. XFL uh, Fan Podcast. XFL Fan Podcast, before yeah. we had a name. Twitter account. And what happened? Well, um, as of, on January 6th, on KMOX, uh, 
Kurt Hunsker was uh, doing an interview. Yeah, I'll read this. So um, it says, uh, Battlehawks president explains hidden salute to 3.14 in team logo. Now we've learned of something else. Thanks to Battlehawks president Kurt Hunsker, who is on sports on a Sunday morning with our Tom Ackerman, he pointed out the double T's that's connected in the logos. So all the letters are out there. The T's are touching each other. It makes the mathematical symbol for pi, which is 3.14159265, blah, blah, blah. Take the first three digits, 314, and that's the St. Louis area code. So he's like, look, we have another Easter egg. It's like, I knew that. <laughs> How many months later? Did he announce that? So we, we he were probably at, got it from our Twitter account. You think so? They didn't even mean to do it. Like, yeah, yeah, we meant to do that. Yeah, totally. Shout out to us. Shout out to yes. us. You're welcome, yeah. Mr. Unziker. If you were following us, you would have known this months ago. Months ago. That was back in August. <laughs> and like in, in XFL time, that's like years ago. Didn't someone pick up on that? Some media outlet? Yeah, ours. No, 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 no. Pick of what you observed oh i don't know did they i thought so probably maybe not media outlet but some they got retweeted by somebody big i thought yeah i'll have to look it up maybe i mean enough to make us you know at least make some money off of it right yeah i was hoping i was monetize that i listened to the interview i was hoping to get a shout out but we didn't get one thanks kurt that's okay just uh bring us a great fan experience and i'll forgive you everything yes maybe discount on merch so let's see. Moving on. You were talking, Jerry. You brought this up before the podcast that Genius Sports, they got hired by the XFL. Yeah. And, and what they do, what do they do? They, Something about they, they safeguard against illegal betting. Illegal betting. So I guess. I mean, is, I've never heard of them before this, but I'm sure I'm, they're involved they in a lot of sports. Look around and say like, hey, there's some weird activity going on. On, like, the, on the betting market, so maybe there's some some fishy business going on. And Vince is heavy in, into this. Yeah. Which I think is good for the integrity of the game. Yeah, yeah. Like if XFL had some big scandal about, oh, the games are fixed, like their matches are in yeah. the WWE, I think that might be an impression that people would get. Like, oh, XFL, isn't that fake? Like wrestling? Maybe. So I think I think, fans would care, though. Um, yeah, I think they would. I think so. Yeah, for sports, I think the integrity game means a lot. I just feel like the XFL is like an extension of regular sports at the moment, you know, with all the new rules and all that stuff. So I don't think they care as much as like, because some people already believe like NFL is rigged, which it might be. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, could be. So uh, moving on, uh, we talked about this guy on an earlier podcast, uh, Sean Oakman, the meme guy. The meme guy. The giant man. Uh, he got picked up by the Wildcats. Our uh, other conference rival. We don't like the Wildcats here at the Battle Fan Podcast. How are they in our conference? They're, they're not the other. Oh, yeah, gotcha. other conference. I gotcha. Rival. They're not the Vipers. Our in conference rival. Right. Yeah, they they poop standing up. It's kind of weird. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but Sean Oakman with the Wildcats, he was dropped. They got rid of him. Oh man. So. I don't know what happened. He was famous in the meme world. He was famous in the meme world, and he thought he was part of the XFL, but he's not. He must be really bad. So, like, the biggest names in the XFL, Sean Oakman and Landry Jones, like, one's hurt and one's out of the, out of the league. There's really not any big names left. You need to get these guys 
in the off season, like you need to get them in like the reality shows and yeah, whatever, whatever gets these people famous. And they're putting out a lot of media stuff where they're like interviewing players and stuff, and a lot of them don't have a lot of views, <laughs> with the exception of our punter Marquette King. Yeah, that guy is dominating on social media. He has like a YouTube video with like half a million views. He's a he's an interesting guy, so he'll be fun to watch. He'll be fun to root Maybe for. Maybe if <laughs> if we <laughs> punt. Yeah, not a lot of punting, but he's there. Uh, let's see what else I have. Um, okay, at Christmas time. I guess it's time to get your uh, Battlehawks gear for presents. I, I only end up getting one thing for Christmas. I got my my nephew a little uh, toddler T-shirt that had Battlehawks uh, Battle on it. <laughs> <laughs> Battle what? Battlehawks, not Battle fan. That's us. So I did that. I was gonna. Th- I was like, "Hey, while I'm here, I'm gonna get a uh, Battlehawks jersey too, a replica jersey." But uh, this was on December 14th that I was looking at it, and we were completely sold out. Wow! Of replica jerseys, and I was like, I was just curious. Like, okay, we're sold out. Is this like league wide? Everyone's sold out. So I looked at all the other teams. All the other teams had jerseys available. So this is like only a problem in St. Louis, exception of Seattle. Seattle was sold out as well. So Seattle and St. Louis. Sold out of replica jerseys. Everyone else still had them available. This was on December 14th. Great, perfect time to be uh, ordering stuff for Christmas. I feel like we're the most excited for this, most excited city for this, and Seattle just has badass uniforms. So. <laughs> yeah. And they love their football too. They do, yeah. So, so good for them, good for us that we got a fan bases that are excited. And as of right now, we just checked it uh, just a second ago, only – Small replica jerseys are available. You can get the authentic ones, but I don't know if I'm going to drop. And they're 200, pricey. 225 bucks. I don't think I can drop that much. They are pricey. So I think I'm going to wait until a replica. But even like the shirts, like they have the the 47 Club brand, which is a pretty cool brand, and uh-huh. they do a lot of pro sports that I I'm a fan of. They're like kind of like the alt, alternate look of logos and merch, and a lot of them caught my eye, but a lot of them just they're either smalls or Medium yeah, sizes or out of, st- I don't think, well, there, there was a hat that sold out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I guess that's a good sign. Yeah. The people Sucks are, for us who want the yeah, merch. But. Yeah. But they're selling out. People are buying it. That's that's a good sign. Yeah. And I guess it's not cheap to, to run a, a brand new football league, so they need the money. Yeah. Vince needs the money. Come <laughs> on, guys. Support your, your Vince McMahon. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Poor guy. Financing this whole thing. Buy your buy your season tickets to like a hundred bucks, or your single game tickets are like twenty bucks a pop. It's not. I think that's pretty reasonable. S- support your local billionaire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're not local by any means, but yeah. local extension of a nationwide billionaire. Yeah. So we'll end on that good thought, helping out the billionaires because <laughs> they need it. There you go. Public service annou- announcement. All right, well, that'll do it for the Battle Fan Podcast, episode 11. So we've been doing them like at a, once a month. Yeah. So if we continue that, the next one we'll do, it'll be after a game. Yeah. It's crazy we, to we think go about. With that, if we go at that rate, but hopefully we'll, we'll get, we'll be here more we'll often see. than that. Yeah. We'll see. If we can, now that the holidays are over and we're not yeah. so busy anymore, I'm not so busy this next couple months. So hopefully we'll get some more stuff as more news comes out. Over the next couple I, of weeks, is there going to be any news? They're just going to be here. We go. I mean, they might name who knows. Well, they name their starters probably at some point. Before. Yeah, I guess we'll have to do cuts at some point. So yeah. that'll be exciting. Oh yeah, they still got another round of cuts. Yeah, 
So they're at 70 players right now. Still they seems so that far down. away, but month is... It's going to go by I mean, fast. shoot, there's only, what, two weeks of, of NFL playoffs besides the Super Bowl? Jeez. Yeah. It's crazy. We'll be here. All right. Well, until next time, we don't know when next time will be, but hopefully sooner rather Maybe than we'll later. be live. Maybe we, we're, we we're, could do Paul it Paul and I are discussing like, what we're going to do uh, during like the actual games. Yeah. Like we could do live, live events, live, not events, live streaming, mm-hmm. Facebook living it. Yeah. During the, the games, chat. watching it. I'll be, know. yeah. Especially for the away games. Yeah. The home games, I'm going to be at the game. So yeah, you it'll will. be hard to do that. I might be too. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely going to be that home opener. For sure. Yeah. But if you have any recommendations or any feedback for us, just hit up, up on our, hit us up on our different socials. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. All that good stuff. But until next time, let's go Battlehawks. No cook-off.